It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. A redemption for Aaron Rodgers in prime time. The Raiders, a surprise 0-2 team. Plus, what is the latest with Carson Wentz's health? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The Green Bay Packers put an ugly week one performance behind them in a 35-17 win over the Detroit Lions on Monday night. Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones, four touchdowns, tying a Monday night football and Lambeau Field record. Joining me now from Locked On Lions, Matt Derry. And Matt, this was a game that started off really well for Detroit. In fact, they had a 17-14 lead at halftime, and then the wheels fell off this feels a lot like what happened in week one what's going on with the the one half lions i I don't i don't know if tonight was uh you know again very good effort uh like you mentioned very crisp in the first half and then uh you know poor defense kind of caught up with them and then jared goff uh tail at two halves Mm. was brutal in the second half had a fumble a fumbled snap then a fumble on a on a pass attempt um this was a Jared Goff look from the last couple of years with the Rams. And the Lions have a very small margin for error. Dan Campbell has said that, uh, and it showed tonight. The better team definitely won. Lions played well, well enough to, you know, have the ball, ball late with a chance to cover the point spread, but that's about as good as it could get for Detroit tonight. For the Lions, obviously, this is uh, not the way you want to start the season, but the Packers are able to get back on the board. We were talking before we, we came on here uh, about your impressions of the Packers. This did not look like a Super Bowl team for six quarters of of the game and, and maybe longer. What do you, what do you think of, of this Green Bay team that we've seen? Not what they could be, but just the one we've seen. Yeah, I'm, I thought this was going to be a Super Bowl team. And instead, I see a team that uh, got pushed around in the first half by Detroit. Uh, the Lions were dominant up front. They were running the football, big holes. Jared Goff had all day to throw. Give Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator, credit. I, I can't believe I'm saying that, but I am. He made some adjustments in the second half, but really Aaron Rodgers and company were on the field the entire second half, mm-hmm. and Aaron Jones was terrific. Uh, the Lions uh, made some stupid mistakes from a coaching perspective, uh, getting away from what was working defensively with zone, going to some man plays that Rodgers noticed and Look, 12 is 12. I mean, he made some tremendous throws. Um, you know, they, they've got to get Zadarius Smith back. I thought he was missed tonight. Uh, the Packers linebackers don't do much for me. Um, so I'm not I'm not enamored with Green Bay yet. I think their be- best football is still to come. In terms of the NFC North, though, you know, you, uh, you we've seen all these teams. Um, they Three of the four tried desperately to give away their games at the end. Uh, two of the three succeeded. Handicap the NFC North right now for me. Well, certainly I still think it's Green Bay's to win. 
uh, Minnesota, heartbreaker in Arizona. You can see that that offense, once it gets going, is going to be pretty, pretty darn good. You can't count out Cousins, Jefferson, Thielen, and certainly Dalvin Cook. The Bears are a joke. Uh, I know I know that they won on Sunday, but my goodness gracious, can the coach just come out on Monday and, and, and say who the quarterback is? And if Andy Dalton's hurt, Justin Fields starts. It's a circus there. The fact that he had to go to PR today, Matt Nagy, to clarify a statement. I loved it. Takes all goodwill away from a victory the day before. I mean, what an embarrassment. So uh, I, I have no faith that that regime knows what they're doing. And obviously the Lions are rebuilding. The, the D- Detroit Lions, and I, we've talked about this before, Pete, that's a four to five win football team at best. Uh, they're, they're going in the right direction, but there's a lot of work to do. Locked on today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, what's driving the surprise 2-0 Raiders? Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brands their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home or in your pocket. So why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or dealership when you could go to rockauto.com a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you now here's what you need to be locked on today one week after the Tampa Bay Buccaneers placed starting cornerback Sean Murphy Bunting on injured reserve, Coach Bruce Arian said that general manager Jason Light has reached out to veteran cornerback Richard Sherman to gauge his interest. Sherman has legal issues he's still sorting through from an off-season incident. He was arrested in July in connection to an incident at the home of his wife's parents and was charged with five misdemeanors, including two counts of domestic violence, criminal trespass in the second degree, and malicious mischief in the third degree, as well as resisting arrest, driving while under the influence, and reckless endangerment of roadway workers. Sherman pleaded not guilty to all five charges and said in a statement on Twitter he was, quote, deeply remorseful for his actions and behaved in a manner I'm not proud of. The Steelers looked good in week one against the Bills, but lost in week two against the Raiders. Two key injuries are the key to their week three success and beyond. Hey everyone, I'm Chris Carter, host of the Locked On Steelers podcast. Steelers have several big questions heading into week three, but one is still revolving around who's going to be available. Deontay Johnson noted to have not a serious knee injury, but we don't know when will he be back. TJ Watt said that he might be back against the Bengals, but the Steelers have serious questions across the board for Johnson, Watt, Hayden, Bush. They know Alulu's on injured reserve, but these are all key factors moving forward. And if they do know that these guys aren't there, now they have a chance to game plan around them not being there. But is that going to be enough facing the Cincinnati Bengals who are coming off a tough loss back at Heinz Field? The Steelers need to rebound. Elite center prospect Derek Lively, the top uncommitted player in the preps class of 2022, announced his commitment to Duke on Monday, giving the Blue Devils the edge for the number one recruiting class in the nation. Lively chose Duke over Kentucky. Of course, it was Kentucky. Although Penn State, where his mother, Kathy Drysdale, was a 1,000-point scorer, and Michigan also remained involved until the final weeks. 
a seven foot one center from Weston School in Pennsylvania. Lively is ranked number two in the ESPN Top 100 for the 22 class. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for coming up on betonline.ag. Week two just wrapped, and we've got your first look at week three lines from betonline.ag. The Carolina Panthers will take their 2-0 record to Houston. The betonline.ag line has the Panthers favored by seven. The New York Giants haven't won a game, but in week three, they are three-point favorites at home to the Atlanta Falcons. And the L.A. Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will put their perfect seasons on the line. The Rams are one-and-a-half-point home favorites to the Bucs, at least according to Bet Online. For all your football gambling needs, BetOnline.ag has you covered. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 100% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Here is another story you need to know. If you had told the average Raider fan with a season starting with the Ravens and the Steelers that they would be 2-0, and I think they would have wondered how much time you had spent at a pool party earlier that day at the Wynn or, or Caesars or something like that because that did not seem like it would be in the cards. And yet the Raiders, they get a win on Sunday 26-17 over the Pittsburgh Steelers and the maybe fully washed Ben Roethlisberger joining me now. From Locked On Raiders, it's your boy Q. And Q, this is a a version of the offense we didn't see a lot last year. Derek Carr slinging the rock down the field. Henry Ruggs making plays down the field. This offense looks really good. What is different? Well, you know, it's funny. They don't even have the help of the run game right now. You know, I mean, that's that's something major. They haven't had a really good run game the first two games. But like you said, Derek Carr has been slinging the ball. He's thrown it over 80 times the first two weeks, and 50 of them came against Baltimore, but 30-something against Pittsburgh. And, you know, I think it really was established in training camp. I think it was established in the preseason where – and they didn't play. The offense didn't play in the preseason, but really in training camp. They, they got out there, and they were able to spend some time together, and he keeps talking about the trust that he has in Henry Ruggs to go get that ball that he threw on Sunday. He said, hey, that's an iffy ball. That's a decision that you have to really make a conscious decision to make and let it rip. Derek Carr is usually pretty safe with the ball because that's what his head coach wants, but he trusts that Henry Ruggs is going to go get it. He trusts that a Brian Edwards is going to go get it. Of course, he believes in Darren Waller. You know that. But you can see that that trust has developed, and that's something that I think most of us just take for granted. Like, oh, he's a wide receiver. Just throw it to him. He'll go catch it. But quarterbacks don't think like that, especially Derek Carr doesn't think like that. He wants to protect the ball at all times. So now he believes he can open things up and let Henry Ruggs have a chance like he did on Sunday, and and it paid off in a major way. Yeah, just build the whole plane out of Darren Waller. I think that would work pretty well for, for the Raiders' offense. Uh, defensively, I think, was where I have been really impressed by what I've seen from the Raiders so far this season. It was the, the side of the ball we thought would likely struggle much more than the other. And it wasn't like they were lights out defending Lamar Jackson, but you hold Ben Roethlisberger and a very talented group of receivers to 17 points. We saw young players like Jonathan Abram step up. Uh, They made some veteran offseason acquisitions. K.J. Wright, Casey Hayward. What are they doing defensively that, that has them playing so well right now? Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, Gus Bradley brought in as a defensive coordinator. He's been a big difference. And you mentioned a couple of his guys. K.J. Wright, that's a Gus Bradley guy. Casey Hayward, Gus Bradley guy. Denzel Perryman, they made the trade for him. Gus Bradley guy. Unique Ngakwe, Gus Bradley guy. These guys all have ties with the defensive coordinator. And he's really simplified things. So a Jonathan Abram and others and young guys like a Trayvon Mullen 
and and guys like that could just go out there and play just do what they're supposed to do don't think and just go and really it's funny the defense is what's really kind of opened up the offense going back to your first question though knowing that they have the ability to go out there and get stops the offense can open things up a little bit more and know that they could take a few more chances because if they do turn the ball over which they don't want to do but if they do they know the defense can go out there and and make a stop or two or three when need be. I'll tell you right now, watching the game from the press box, I have never, well, I don't want to say never, but it's been a long time since I felt like the defense was going to be on the field and make plays. The last two games, the first two games of the season, I felt like, yeah, I got confidence that defense is going to go make plays, and they've came through. Now, it's a small sample size, but it's trending in the right direction. Coming up, what is the latest with Carson Wentz's health? Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at Built Bar, makers of the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's something that I have all the time. All the time. I have it in the morning sometimes as a breakfast replacement. If I don't have time, I have a toddler. I don't always have time to make myself food. I have it in the afternoon sometimes when I didn't have time to have very much for lunch. We are all busy and we all still want to have something that tastes delicious and is good for us. And that's the great thing about Built Bar. Not only do they taste great, they're high in protein, high in fiber, low in net carbs, and low in sugar. Right now, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off on your order at Built.com. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. The Indianapolis Colts comeback attempt against the LA Rams on Sunday fell short, and the Rams ended up taking the game 27-24. And to make matters worse for Indianapolis, Carson Wentz somehow sprains both ankles during the game. His timeline right now is up in the air. Jacob Eason, the backup, came in and threw a pick on his second attempt. Joining me now from Locked on Colts, Evan Sidery. And, and Evan, obviously, if Carson Wentz can't go, uh, we we would expect a drop-off to Jacob Eason. Uh, how, how big is that drop-off? Well, from what we saw in the two snaps that Jacob Eason played and that final drive and final two-minute drill when Wentz didn't go out there, it looks like a pretty massive drop-off. Uh, Eason looks like he's not ready for the NFL just yet. He was battling with Sam Ellinger, the Colts' sixth-round pick. For the backup job throughout preseason, Easton barely wanted just due to his arm strength and his talent overall. But the mental acumen, the quarterback ability is simply not there just yet. Easton has the raw ability, but as far as the quarterback 101, the stuff you want to have a starting quarterback have, Easton just doesn't, doesn't have it just yet. He's not ready. He's not fully seasoned. So if Carson Wentz does miss a week or even longer than that, because we know last year Jimmy Garoppolo had a, had a high ankle sprain and he missed almost six weeks, this could already be the cold sinking ship for the 2021 season. Yeah, and the schedule does, has been rough to start the season. It does not get any easier. They've got the rival Titans this week, the Dolphins, the Ravens all coming up here. So what is the expectation for the Colts with, with Wentz then? Because this is going to make it even more difficult to evaluate him and his long-term prospects. So how, if at all, do you think this changes the way that they view Wentz? Let's say he misses a month. How do you think this this changes the way that potentially they would view 
their long-term future at that position? Yeah, it's a really good question because I believe Carson Wentz only needs to miss five games for the Colts to keep their first-round pick next year. So if Wentz mm-hmm. missed the next month of the regular season, you're right at that point where you might you might be able to get a top-ten pick in next year's draft. And that's where you have to think, well, do we like what we saw from Carson Wentz or we just go ahead and put the chips in the middle of the table and go get a guy in the 2022 NFL draft? And that's something that's really intriguing to me because although Wentz has shown actually really good things these first two games, you have to have in the back of your mind that cost-controlled rookie contract and see what can happen down the road there. But I do want to say that Carson Wentz has looked good, though. In these first two games, he had that really bad shovel pass interception at the one-yard line. But outside of that, he's been running for his life on the offensive line. He's been really Mm -hmm. disappointing. 35 quarterback pressures, 21 quarterback hits in two weeks. It's very similar to young years of Andrew Luck, and we saw what happened down the road with Andrew Luck. But it's just shocking because the Colts offensive line was viewed as one of the best in the NFL. And right now they're just getting blown off the line of scrimmage consistently week after week by the Seahawks and the Rams. If it happens again against Tennessee, Jacob East could be the good next guy running for his life. But Carson Wentz, with all, all things against him as far as the offensive line goes, the lack of separation from the wide receivers, he's done a pretty good job. But once that snap threshold hits 70% that he doesn't play, that's when it really starts to become a really intriguing question. And finally, Salvador Perez hit his 47th home run Monday, breaking Johnny Bench's record for homers by a catcher in a season as the Kansas City Royals beat the Cleveland Indians 7-2. Perez hit a two-run homer in the fifth, topping Bench's total from 1970 for the most by a player who played at least 75% of his team's games at catcher. Perez has moved into a tie for the major league lead in homers with Toronto's Vlad Guerrero Jr. and leads the majors with 115 RBI. The first catcher with that many RBI since Mike Piazza in 1999. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on Wednesday, who's the best 2-0 team in the NFL? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.